When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and I answered them as best I could. They also called me Padre. Welcome to the Dear Padre podcast. I'm glad you're here. I hope something you hear today encourages you. A couple of years ago, um, as a, when I was a volunteer police chaplain, I still am a volunteer police chaplain at the illustrious Pflugerville PD, um, and we're meeting, I think, tomorrow about that, as during the pandemic, our chaplaincy um, activities did slow down quite a bit. Um, and since St. Michael is the patron saint of police officers and a lot of other people, um, I got a little St. Michael statue for the police department, and somebody was going to build a little house for him uh, to live in, and that was going to be there, and I was working on a, I got a plaque made and everything, Um, and it was really hard to find a good St. Michael statue, um, because most of them look like St. Michael, who is always well depicted as an angel with big wings. Um, he's always killing um, a guy that looks like uh, the, the person who runs the local Dungeons and Dragons group or something. Um, some of the, the people he's killing, um, it's supposed to be the devil because sometimes he has little horns, um, but they kind of look like um, people that you might know uh, or... Um, at worst, some of the statues or paintings look like St. Michael is killing a black person or a um, person of color or someone with real curly hair and a beard. And I don't know, some of the images that are out there of St. Michael killing the devil, as depicted in this text in Revelation, um, to me, we're just a little little too close to um, um, some of our tensions in our modern world between races, especially for police officers who, um, uh, and this was during some of the news stories that were hitting the press of police officers um, choking um, people and and, um, black people, black men. Um, And the way the devil was depicted in many of these statues is he's laying on the ground with his face down on the ground head turned to the side, like, like, in, like in some of these video depictions of, um, of, of uh, some of the men who have been choked to death and suffocated and had heart attacks um, from those events. So I, it was really hard to find a good, good devil depiction. I like Melanie's picture there with St. Michael, who's very clearly destroying a dragon in that picture which I think is a good way to stick with the imagery of Scripture, um, even though the devil is certainly depicted appearing in human form. Um, certainly the dominant um, motif of Revelation is um, this dragon is being defeated. And I think for modern depictions of St. Michael and the dragon, um, Michael, his name is a question. Um, who is like God is the question. Who is like God um, in Hebrew? 
So you know a little Hebrew today when you think of the feast day of St. Michael and all angels. Um, the feast of St. Michael calls us to, to be reminded of ways in which um, angels minister to us, and especially Michael. We see this depiction of Michael in the book of Revelation, um, who is fighting on our behalf um, this, and with the angels that are with, with um, him in this great cosmic battle. Uh, we don't always know what's happening behind the scenes of our life. We live our lives on the plane of ordinary existence. Um, we live our life with the things that we see around us. Um, we live our lives only aware, usually, of what we can see with our, and feel with our five senses. And yet beyond us, beyond that world, is a world where battles take place, where cosmic forces are allied and... Um, allied and, and, and at odds with each other. And here in this depiction in Revelation, um, we have this ancient serpent thrown down. That's why I like to see the serpent depicted as a serpent or dragon. I think the word in Greek is the same word for serpent or dragon. Um, and, and so that uh, harks back to that deceiver in the garden who is never called the devil in the book of Genesis. That snake that appears in the garden, the serpent, was more cunning than all the other beasts, it says. And that serpent has a conversation with Eve. And in that conversation, the serpent twists the word of God slightly, tweaks it a little bit, presents it back to her. Um, Has God really said you can't, uh, you know, you can't, I think it's touch it or, um, and there's this play with what God has really actually said. And in that deception, um, in that deception, there is um, the trick, the lie, and Eve is deceived and she gives that um, fruit of the tree from the knowledge of good and evil to the, um, to, her, to Adam, to the man, it says, and he eats of it. And then there's this curse, and part of the curse is brought not only on the man and the woman, but on the snake, on the serpent, um, that he will uh, eat dust and live on his belly. Um, And so this serpent imagery and reality from the very first moments of the human story goes all the way to the end of the story in the book of Revelation, the Apocalypse. Uh, the revealing of Jesus Christ. Apocalypse just means revealing, and revelation is a pretty good um, w- translation of that. It's a revealing. It's something that we didn't know and now is known. Maybe not fully known, because um, last time I checked, Christians have had a lot of different opinions about the book of Revelation and how it lines up with our modern world. So you can build a whole new religious movement on just a couple lines from the book of Revelation, and many have. Um, And it's not that we all understand this book or know everything about it, but we see Jesus in this book. It is the revelation of Jesus. And so all the angels point to Jesus. They fight for God. 
Um, and that is what is happening in Revelation 12. The, the loud voice in heaven proclaims, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our comrades has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. One of the things I've learned as a church planter, especially talking to people that have dropped out of church, have left church, have been felt like they didn't belong anymore, or the things that were happening in their life um, caused them to reflect on those church relationships that weren't good for them, um, and all the reasons why people who have gone to church for many years or grown up in church leave it, um, all those reasons that they have for doing that. Um, and then when they come back to church, um, there is often, I, heard, I hear the feeling, I don't belong here. Um, if people know what I was like or what I did or what I've thought or how I feel about God or whatever it is, that they wouldn't want me in this church or they wouldn't want to go to church. I've had people tell me, sort of jokingly, but sort of not, if I walk into your church, I'll burst into flames. I've heard people say that. And um, that's sort of a joke, but it's also there's a little truth to it that they feel. Um, and to me, that is the devil at work, doing what the devil does best. And that is what is described here. Um, it doesn't say that the devil gets destroyed or thrown down because he's getting bad politicians elected or passing bad laws or... Um, you know, all the things that sort of upset us on a big scale and things we talk about with our friends and things that we hate about the modern world, that's not what the devil is primarily up to, according to this. The devil accuses you. That's what the devil does. The devil knows your weaknesses. The devil knows your shame. The devil knows the ways we've messed up and failed and not been perfect and lived up to the standards that we have set for ourselves or others have set for us. And the devil exploits those and reminds us of those and tells us that we're no good and that we'll burst into flames if you go into church and you can never be part of the community of God anymore and you can never have good friends and you can never have a good relationship and you can never, 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 never have this stuff. And all those things the devil says over and over again to us, beating us down, where we beat ourselves up over and over again, and we are immobilized and paralyzed and unable to live, unable to feel joy, unable to flourish, unable to give love to other people um, because of this shame that the devil has accused us of, this sort of prosecuting attorney figure um, that steps onto the stage and says, they, they're the ones that are guilty. They've done it all, and they're no good, and they need to be destroyed and thrown away. That devil is thrown down. That is the devil that St. Michael and the angels cast down. It is that devil that is destroyed. And in the prophetic tradition, which Revelation is a prophetic book, and it reveals deeper truths of the world. It tells the truth about modern life and about the future and tells us about the future. Um, in, that, um, that, in that prophecy, 
Um, there is an already not yet aspect to all prophecy, that there is a future of this prophecy, like this cosmic battle at the end of the world, which we still await. But there's also a now aspect of it that's happening right now, that every time we call on God, the devil, the accuser is, is destroyed and driven away from, from our, the courtroom of our lives, the jury bench, the judge um, bench of our lives, that this is what God in Christ has done for us, taken this shame away, defeated this serpent of old. And, um, and this is something we got to do every day as Christians. We have to ask Michael to, to fight for us. Um, ask Michael to step in and say, um, you're okay. You're with Jesus. You're with me. You don't have to worry anymore. All that shame that's bubbling up in your soul, that's all taken care of on the cross. In fact, in this text, that is what is pointed to. The victory of God happens at the cross. The victory of God happens in the crucifixion. When Jesus dies for us and the sins of the whole world, all of that shame, all the stuff the devil accuses us of is absorbed into his life and his death. It's taken care of. When the devil reminds you of your past, you remind him of his future, that he will be thrown down. And so a great celebration ensues. Rejoice, heavens and those who dwell in them. The devil has come down with great wrath, and he knows his time is short. Um, We don't really write songs about this. Well, there's probably some hymns in there about this. Um, We maybe need to find those. That we ought to celebrate the overthrow of the devil. We ought to celebrate the casting down of Satan. Um, We ought to celebrate this in our songs and our worship, because this is ultimately something God has done. If you were attacked by an enemy invading force, and you were able to repel them with your, with your community and fight them off, and they ran away, you would have a party, a big celebration. And that is what Christian worship is. We are celebrating the victory of God over our shame, over our discouragement, and over the accuser of our lives. So I want you to try to live in that today, if you can. Try to live in that victory. This is the feast of the victory of our God Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Thoughts, I'm thinking of those in Florida and those in the ocean, in ships. We uh, sing this next two verses of the Eternal Father. Most Holy Spirit, who didst brood upon the chaos dark and rude, and bid its angry tumult cease, and give for wild confusion peace. O hear us when we cry to thee for those in peril on the sea. O Trinity of love and power, thy children shield in danger's hour, from rock and tempest, fire and foe, protect them where so ere they go, thus evermore shall rise to thee glad hymns of praise from land and sea. 
The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. The Collect for the Feast of St. Michael and All Angels Everlasting God, you have ordained and constituted in a wonderful order the ministries of angels and mortals. Mercifully grant that, as your holy angels always serve and worship you in heaven, so by your appointment they may help and defend us here on earth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The great dragon was thrown down that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven proclaiming, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of our comrades has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God but they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they did not cling to life even in the face of death. Rejoice then, you heavens and those who dwell in them, but woe to the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you with great wrath because he knows that his time is short. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 